Today's guest is known as the Mind Whisperer. She combines her past knowledge, wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. She's a number one Amazon best-selling author, professional motivational speaker, and an international art-centered healer. She has been featured on Yahoo Finance, Fox News, NBC, and the LA Tribune. A personal art-centered healing philosophy is to create a world that is a better place for all to live. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me here on Mirror Talk. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk podcast. I really appreciate your time and your presence. I know how busy your schedule is. <laughs> I've experienced that a little bit. <laughs> thank you so much for making the time out today to speak with me. I, I would love to, you know, just to know more about you, know more about your, your life and career journey so far. Can you share some of your personal story of, you know, dedication with me? Yes. Um, a little bit about my past. When I was little, I grew up near the poverty line in California. And my mom instilled in me to create opportunities for myself and for others. For me, it was around the topic of money and finance. So people, their children could have opportunities because I didn't necessarily have some of them. And what I chose to do as a career was I became a financial advisor. And then I was a managing principal of an investment firm. And at the end of my career there, I was responsible for $500 million of other people's money. So that amount of what happened caused a lot of stress, worry, and pressure for me, plus my own personal home life. So what happened was I wasn't able to digest food because that stress broke down my health. And doctors in Western medicine were not able to uncover why. So I turned to natural healing and natural medicine. And that was when I found out I couldn't digest food. And then as I was regaining my health, the person I went to also did a form of oriental medicine. And she said, well, there's something in your outside life you can't digest either. And so what happened there was the infidelity of my marriage. And I realized the amount of anger that I had been processing for those years, not knowing. That ended, I took a year off from the financial services world to study meditation and brainwave patterns and physics and science. And, and I took the time to find me and move to an ashram, which is a spiritual living community. And when I was done with my year, I went to go back into the financial services world. And what happened was nobody was hiring because it was the global recession. So in four to five years, three significant events happened. My my relationships ended, my health had ended and had been restored, and then of course the financial devastation. So during that time, I made a commitment to follow this healing path, to put science together, physics with metaphysics, and I started finding, and other people were finding me, other natural healers that were teaching me some of their secrets. And that's what I do today, 12 years later, is I assist people in aligning what's on the inside to what's on their outside to what they're asking for in that deeper subconscious so you get results 100% of the time. So it's all about you stepping into your power to gain that infinite prosperity. I really admire your strength and courage, you know, to pull through all that phase of life, you know, getting back your health mm-hmm. to, to where it is right now, you know, getting back your finance, becoming financially fit yourself, even yes. to writing a book about being financially fit. I really admire your, you know, your journey so far of dedication to become a better person who you are today. Yes. And also fighting through the infidelity of your marriage, for example, I'm coming out stronger out of it. It's very yes. motivating. Yes. Everything that we create in our lives can be discreated and recreated differently. So I went through this whole period of my life where the things that I had created, I thought is what I wanted. 
We didn't quite work out. So it all got discreated really fast. They call, a lot of people call it the dark night of the soul. And then when I had the opportunity to recreate it differently, I took all of the lessons that I learned from working with the medicine woman and yoga healers and Buddhist monks and Western healing modalities and started putting it all together for not only myself, but to teach other people how to do this as well, because you truly do have that own, your own empowerment on the inside. Inside, yes. Sorry, I just realized now that I did not um, pronounce your name at the beginning while introducing mm-hmm. you. I forgot to mistake um, Donna Campbell, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so sorry about oh, that. Oh, no worries. So, yeah. So, Donna, why are you um, considered a mind whisperer? For the ability that I was taught by a medicine woman. And what she taught me was this strategy. It's called pivot and shift. And she taught me that in every moment, every frequency exists. Every emotion exists. It's just that our subconscious sometimes gets stuck on one particular thought pattern with a feeling associated with it. So what happens is your subconscious, from the moment you're born to the day you exit this frequency, Um, Earth records everything in your life as a literal event, but it's assigning the emotions and feelings to those events. And it creates an automated response system, kind of like a mind loop tape. So when you're presented each moment with a situation, you have an automated response already programmed in. Now, the problem with this is that our awareness level is only about 10%. So 90% of the time, we're simply unaware of the feelings and emotions that get encoded to these events. So what she taught me how to do was to start with the feeling and emotion, understand where it got associated in the body, which is an entry point, and how to go into the subconscious with someone and uncover what the event was and then how to reprogram that event with a different emotion or feeling. And then what happens is a whole new reality creates. The events don't change, but how you feel about the event does. And what's important about this process to know is is that we are electromagnetic beings. We are frequency and we're sending that out. Energy runs up and down our body electrically in and out of our energy centers magnetically, which creates an energy field or an aura around us. Mm -hmm. And we're always sending out frequency. Well, that frequency for humans is emotion and feeling. So if you're sending out the energy of anger, you're going to attract back anger. If you're sending out the energy of happiness, prosperity, and love, you're going to return happiness, prosperity, and love to you. So what I do as a mind whisperer, and what she taught me is we have our thought in our mind, but yet the feelings we have underneath it are not necessarily in alignment with the thought. So I want to be abundant. I want to be rich. I want to have more wealth. But yet on the deep inside in that 90%, we might feel less than or a lack energy or undervalued, maybe unappreciated. And when those frequencies on the inside change in that 90% and comes into an alignment with your thought, I want to be rich, I want to be abundant, I want more wealth, that's what goes out through your energy field and attracts back to you. But if it's not in alignment, you're going to attract back to you the lack every time. Now, I want to know how to tune that frequency from um, you know, not, having, not having enough to you know, having abundance in abundance. How can I do that? How can I tune my frequency or change the frequency entirely? Mm-hmm. There's um, several different ways to do it. To do what I'm talking about on the deeper subconscious, it is something that I teach in the Financially Fit program. Whether you're looking at it for wealth, maybe it's the health category or the relationship category, the process is the same. The other way is is through personal sessions that I do with people where I can do that for you. And and the, the important part is to, when you want to learn how to do it on the deeper subconscious, What I can share with you here is how to start making an initial change consciously. And the first step to that is awareness. Awareness is the key. So pay attention to how you feel. And sometimes setting a timer like on your phone will help. And every so many hours, just stop and see how you feel. If you're feeling stress, worry, pressure, anxiety, depression, anger, sadness, fear, maybe stop. 
and ask yourself, what is the opposite emotion or what would you rather feel? And it might be peace, it might be balance, it might be happiness and joy, it could be love. And what you're going to do for the next three to five minutes after you identify where you feel and where you want to be is you're going to do a quick breathing exercise. So every time we breathe in, we're going to breathe in oxygen, which is all the good things our body needs. And it might be the energy of peace and calmness. And then when we breathe out, we breathe out the carbon dioxide, the toxins and the things the body doesn't need. So we might be breathing out stress. So you just take three to five minutes. When you breathe, you think the word peace and you breathe out stress, peace, stress. And you keep doing that over and over for the three to five minutes. It will put you into a meditative state just by focusing that sense on the breathing and whatever your two words are, the positive word and the negative word. And it will change your body physiologically. This change isn't a permanent change, but it does help get you into the right state of mind. And then when you go back to work, you have more focus, you have more clarity, you have more mental balance, you have more emotional balance. But really to get down to the heart of the issue in the deeper subconscious, then we really need to go through either the coursework or through some personal training through the coaching sessions to teach how that unless you have like four days <laughs> here <laughs> of how all the things work. But that's a very good yeah. first stop um, to get into that mind state through that little practice to put you into meditation because that is one of the keys that I teach in learning mm-hmm. how to make these internal changes on the deeper subconscious. Yes. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to like telling everybody about your, your program already and about your book. Mm-hmm. I just want to say already that the links will be in the show notes of this episode. Mm-hmm. So I encourage everyone that is listening to click on the link, buy the book, get on your website, you know, to learn more about the services and everything that you, you offer also. But talking about your website, I, I found this quote that's, you know, that's so inspiring. Uh-huh. And one of them says, one of them says, um, the universe, um, sorry, one of them says, um, the universal love, force energy is all things. Yes. That means... Yes, and you know, you said the the energy is the healer, love is the energy that is, mm-hmm. and the art is where we discover it. Yes, yeah. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. and I found another one which says that um the the life I'm sorry, the another one says um live the life you love mm-hmm. and love the life that you live. Exactly. So please, can you explain this to me? I understand the, uh, the, uh, the sorry, I understand the part of the energy yes. already. Where you talked about, you know, we are made of energy through the emotions that we live and um, we, you know, give out, for example, and create an aura around mm-hmm. us. So, can you explain this much more in details? Like, what's the universal force, or what's the universal love force energy, and um, why should how should we how can we live the life that we love and love that the life that we live? Okay, yeah. so the universal love force energy is the energy that we go to when we're in that deeper meditation state. And it's the energy that creates all things. There's different words for it. Um, Some people might call it God. Some people call it creator. Some people call it creation, Allah, uh, Jehovah, whatever words people use, they're all acceptable. But it's really going back to a pure, raw energy and the divine essence is love. Now, scientifically, in each and every single person's cell, plant, living organism, animal, there is this divine essence. It is housed in the adenosine triosphate of your cell, which is in the mitochondria. So when you eat food, it gets converted to energy. It goes into the mitochondria of the cell and goes into this divine essence. Now, our divine essence naturally is this universal force of love. It has a frequency, and if you go back, I'm going to probably mispronounce this, Slaflego frequencies, it resonates to 528, which is the frequency of this pure love. It repairs DNA, so there's a sound that goes with it. It's like the miracle tone. There's a light color to it. It resonates to a vibrant emerald green color, so it uses the frequencies will show up in color and in sound as well. And this is the energy we go to to make the shifts and changes inside the deeper subconscious. So it's just going back to the original spark that created you. 
Now, living the life that you love and loving the life that you live is a phrase that I came up with because we are supposed to live in this state of love. And if you go back to physics, Albert Einstein even talks about the universal force of love. And he says in a, a letter that he wrote to his daughter that if you substitute love for my, in my famous equation, E equals MC squared, you will have one of the secrets to the universe. And it's this energy, it's not seen, but it connects everybody and everything together. And if you're living your life and it's not from this place of love or there's something that you don't like about it or you're not 100% happy, then that tells us there's something inside of you that needs to shift so you can truly live the life that you love and love it as you live it so you get to create it as you go along. So for me, one of the things that I love to do is to travel, but I also love coming back home. And so I found a place in Montana that I absolutely love that I always want to return back to. So this is where my home is, but I still travel out in the world because I love to travel, experience different cultures and places and people, but then I love returning home to my little piece and my little sanctuary. So that's one of the elements that I put into my life to make sure that I am living the life that I love. I know for me, if I don't travel, I start to get a little grouchy and it's like, I gotta go somewhere. So it's all about creation. Other people may not like to travel, so you're not gonna create that in your life. But it's about identifying what makes you happy, what puts you into that love state and doing that. Also making sure we're releasing anything that's stopping us from having those things. Yes, wow. That means we have to create, we have to be intentional about creating that life yes. for ourselves. Intentional mm-hmm. creation, yes. Wow, wow. I have to know what actually makes me happy and try my best or do everything I can to ensure that I have that in my life. Mm-hmm. And anything that stays in between me and my happy life should be let's go enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what allows them to be happy. Now, happiness mm-hmm. is on the inside. Sometimes people think money, finances, things like that will bring them happiness on the outside, but that's not true. I know people with billions of dollars who were asking me what brings happiness because I can have anything I want. What brings me happiness? So one of the things that I learned was to write a happiness journal. I had an employer once come and she would say, are you happy? Are you happy? Like every day that I saw, are you happy? After three years, pretty soon you you just see or you already assess your happiness. So I created this little happiness meter. Okay, today I'm like 73% happy, but not 100% or, um, well, I'm, I'm mostly happy yesterday. Today I'm not as happy, but maybe tomorrow I can be happier. You know, I had all different ways to quantify my happiness. And then one day I just stopped myself and I said, what does it take for me to have happiness 100% of the time? And that was when I kept the happiness journal. At the end of every day, I would write down the things where I felt happiness. Because what was happening was I was focusing on the lack of happiness of where I wasn't happy versus where I was happy. And what you plant or what you focus on will grow. And if you're focusing on those lack energies, whether it's happiness or money, that lack energy will return to you. And if you're focusing on the happiness and the abundance and prosperity, then that is what's going to return to you every time. Yeah, I I, I have a quick question to that, please. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't have to really do with happiness, but about the gauging of, you know, how how you feel, for example. I've always had this like kind of um, discussion before that what's the difference between happiness and joy? Like, when do I feel joy and when do I feel happy? Is there a difference to it or is it just the same thing? There's very subtle differences between joy and happiness. Mm. Um, joy tends to be more of a euphoric state um, that mm. comes. This is my point of view and perspective. And that you can go into joy, but you're not in joy necessarily all the time. Happiness for me is a state of being. So, but the words are very close. Um, I think it's just how we use the words in context, but happiness is what can lead to joy. Joy can lead to happiness, but it's the happiness 
and the joy that this is the important part that opens up the heart space for that love. It's like the portal to go into that love state. Because if you're angry, you're not going to go into love. If you have sadness, you're not going to go into love. You can be at peace and balance and stillness and all of those. But when you start going into the energy of happiness and joy, it really opens that up and then love comes. That's what I've seen over the last 12 years. Yes. So happiness and joy brings in love into our lives. Yes. It opens up that heart space to invite the love in for you to share it and for you to receive it. Mm -hmm. And talking about the art, you know, sometimes, like, for example, I would love also to know about how you, you know, went through the issue with your marriage, like the infidelity and everything. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes we, we go through difficult situations like that and that damages our hearts or makes us, you know, hurts us in some mm -hmm. ways. So can you explain to me what, you know, heart-centered healing means mm -hmm. and what, what does um, touch, form, energy healing also uh -huh. mean? So heart-centeredness, it's coming from a place from the heart and the heart is about that love. So it's coming from a place of love. And mm -hmm. there are four pillars that I see that creates a really good foundation, whether it's for a, a healthy financial mindset, a healthy relationship mindset, and those four pillars are to be a service. What can I do for or be with for somebody? The next one is um, kindness. There is generosity. And, and the last one escapes me. Oh my goodness, I even wrote an article about this. Um, service, kindness, gratitude, I can look it up here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. In that. But while I'm doing that here really quick, um, you know, when you're in your heart and you're in your heart centeredness, you can go into natural leadership as well. Mm -hmm. And when you lead from that place, you're leading from just the heart space, but happiness, <laughs> of course. Of course, it would be happiness, so service, happiness, <laughs> kindness, and gratitude, yeah. because that's what opens up the heart space to go into that heart-centeredness. Um, and the second yeah. part of the question, oh, thought form, energy, healing. Well, mm. what happens is, is we hold our thought here in our mind, but we feel with our heart space. And often there's a disconnect between what we think and with what we feel. The throat is the bridge where we voice that out to come back to us. But if these two things aren't in alignment, what are you really voicing out? Well, you're still voicing out both things. You're voicing out the thought, but the energy of the thought, the feeling and emotion component is going to feel different. It's kind of like the difference when somebody goes, I love you, or I love you. You can feel the difference. The words are the same, but the tone, the inflection, and all of that and the vibrational imprint that goes behind it is a different energy. So what I call thought form energy healing is, is we are starting with your thought, your outside thought, to find the thought underneath the thought, underneath the thought, underneath the thought, because your thoughts are energy. So we're taking that thought energy form. And then what we're doing is we are associating and finding the feeling, once we can identify it, underneath the thought. And when we shift and change, the energy underneath it, say from anger to happiness, the form of the thought and the energy changes. So thought form energy healing is healing the energy, the feeling underneath the thought form. Mm. Like healing the energy underneath the thought form. Yes. Wow. wow. Like that's going to the root of, you know, everything all. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes. I think that's one issue that I, I believe I'm, I I do have sometimes, like, you know, when going through some challenges in life, I just want to, like, get it solved <laughs> without going to the, the, the root cause of it all, actually, yes. to, you know, uproot it from the, from, 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 the, from the soil so that it doesn't come back again. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but this, with what you said now, I'm able to get that insight that actually when one faces a difficulty in life, one is not meant to just cut off the tree, but, you know, go down to, into the roots and uproot the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the root from the soil, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's my thoughts, actually. Like, dealing with my thoughts and what goes through my head. Yeah. 
So I, I, would love to, I would love to learn about your book. Like, I'm already looking forward to learning about your book. But, but before that, I also love you to, you know, tell me, how, do you, how are you able to heal personally from, you know, the challenges that you experienced in life? Like, how are you able to heal your heart? Or, you know, how long did it take for you to, you know, to go from that state of being, you know, down uh -huh. to, you know, becoming fully ill? And you could say, yes, I am over it. It's mm -hmm. in the past. It's in the past. Right. Um, every day I work on myself. And every day I find something new or different or a different understanding. So it's been a lifetime. And what happens is, is we start with our vices, like the anger, the depression, the criticism, the ego, the judgment, all of those. And we start, start transforming them into the higher frequencies of the virtues. And this is the peace, the balance, the joy, the love, the harmony, the gratitude, all of those. And it's a progression. And every day I can look at my life and I can see where I've progressed from yesterday, from the day before, from the day before that, from the year before. I don't know that I will ever stop learning through this process. Um, how do I know that I've let my past go and released all of that? Is when I've been finding the gifts and the gifts will show up in different ways. And when I see the gifts of the situations that I went through, then I have a deeper understanding. I have more compassion. I can release a little bit more of. Um, I know I don't want to change anything from my past, even with some of the more um, devastating scenarios I went through, because it made yeah. me who I am today. There was a situation um, during those time periods, I was somebody else, he became domestically violent towards me. And I knew I had to get out of that relationship. So I did. And that was when I made the promise to dedicate my life to this healing path. And in that process, I thought I uncovered every single gift that I received until about three weeks ago when I was asked a question and I went, no, I wouldn't change that because it taught me that I'm worthy to live my life. I'm still here and living. That person yes. died several years ago, but I'm here. So I'm important and I'm worthy to live because I'm here. And I went, whoa, where did that come from? So it was a deeper <laughs> understanding, a deeper perspective, and it came at the time that I was ready for it. Um, I don't dwell on my past too much. If it surfaces, then I know I have to shift something if it's not in the right energy. But when I went, wow, I'm worthy to live this life. How do I want to live my life? Oh, well, I'm worthy to live my life of abundance and prosperity. And so that shifted me as well. So it's a continual process. Um, it, was there a defining moment in time? I don't think that there was, but I can see the progression. And then I am so not so, even close to who I was 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, wow. So once is that gradual, you know, gradual. Um, growth, yes, gradual growth and gradual progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 love, I love what you said, like, you know, you are worthy to live this life, yeah. this life of yours. And it's a life of abundance and um, prosperity. Yes, and so is yeah. every person out there and every person listening because you are here. So you are worthy of living the life of abundance and prosperity. And abundance and prosperity to me is all things, not just money, wealth category, but having abundance and prosperous relationships, having abundant and prosperous health. It's everything to me in life. Yes, wow. Just having it all around, not just money, but, you know, in every ramification of life. Yes. Yes, yes. So but all of, all of us talk about money a little bit. Um, can you tell me about your book, which is, entitled um, Financially Fit. I can see that background yes. there. And it's like living the secrets to an abundant and prosperous yes. life. So can you tell me about, about this book and what inspired you to, to write it? What inspired me was when I was working with my clients, it didn't matter what country they were in. And we would get down to the heart of the issue and they would say things like, well, I just want to know that I was worthy or that I mattered or that I was appreciated. And one day it clicks that these are the same words we used in the financial services world. Here's your net worth. Your portfolio value is. Your assets appreciated. Oh, do you have enough money to fund XYZ goal? And if you didn't have enough money on the outside, 
chances were you didn't feel like you were enough on the inside. And so my mind started mapping the relationship together between how people were associating with themselves and the outward energy of money. And slowly but surely, I started seeing money replace people and the divine essence on the inside. Well, you know, money's not on the inside of you. I've looked. I've never found money inside. There's like organs <laughs> and there's lungs and there's the stomach. Yeah. But there's not blood. money. Yeah. So, um, so why are we putting so much emphasis on the money to denote what our happiness is? And so I talk a lot about that as the divine essence. I talked about happiness, which is also in the book, Financially Fit. But what I noticed with the clients was when we made those internal changes, we might've been talking about health. We could have been talking about a relationship or something specific for that client. Every time we shifted those main things, the value and the appreciation and the worthiness, their financial situation increased every single time, although we weren't focused on that. And what that taught me was that the universe returns, it's all or nothing. It's returning the frequency. It doesn't say, oh, you feel about this about money or this about your health. No, it returns the feeling and it affects all areas of your life. We as people are the ones that compartmentalize and separate and think that it's not the universe, it's just returning that frequency. And so that was the basis for the book. And I started putting it out there and recording and putting together the chapters. So there's a lot of that in there and the vices that we get into that will stop your money flow and the virtues that will increase your money flow and the whole manifestation creation cycle and how that really works. So there's a lot in there. Yes, it's a lot. Yes, it's a lot of, you know, inspiration. I would not say inspiration, but a lot of tips on how to become financially fit there. Yes. Yeah. And um, is that also the way we attract abundance into our lives? Like, you know, through manifestation, through positive affirmations and through the kind of energy that we give out? Or are there other ways of attracting abundance into our lives? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And what Financially Fit is about, it's not about how to save and how to budget and how to eliminate debt and your investments and insurance. Those are all mm -hmm. the action steps that we do to put our plans in place. What financially fit is, is aligning the heart set and the mindset to be financially fit in those places first. So when you do take those action steps, do a financial plan, maybe do some investments, it happens naturally and it comes into fruition. So you're it because you're in alignment with who you are first and then money flows in. Yeah, I love that. Like going back again to the root, to the root of it all, being alignment with who you yes. are. Yes, and that's what mindfulness brings all about: is putting yourself into that inner alignment. Mm, that's true. But how, how can I, you know, now the money is flowing in. I'm aligned to myself, mm -hmm. uh, to who I truly am, and everything is is okay. Everything is, you know, everything is moving on properly. How can I develop and maintain like a very strong and healthy relationship with the money that I'm mm -hmm. getting? is to stop and assess how you feel about the money. And then mm -hmm. if you're feeling happy and vibrant and full of gratitude and harmony with it, you're in a good place because money is influenced by how you feel. By itself, there's no energy to it. It's just what you apply to it. But if you're in the energies of the sadness or the anger or the fear or the lack or there's not enough, your money is going to respond the same way. Because what happens is, is it gets infused with your energy. So how do you stay in alignment with money? One of the tips that I share is that you can always look at your vibrational frequency and what you're feeling. And then knowing you can do that breathing exercise to change because it changes everything for you, not just the money state. One of the things that I did do when I was learning how to be in alignment with money was I used numerology because I would always see repeating number patterns and numbers, of course, go with money. And so I have certain numbers that I regularly saw. And when I did, I stopped, closed my eyes, took a breath and felt the energy of money or felt my energy towards the energy of money to attract it back. And I used the numerology to remind myself, I am worthy, I am abundant, I am rich, I am prosperous. 
I am wealthy. And I did that for a number of years to be in that alignment. So there's more tips in the Financially Fit book too, as well about staying and being in that alignment. Yes, I want to encourage everyone who is listening to get, and get a copy of the book. It's available on Amazon. And again, the link is going to be in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage you to just click on the link, copy the link and order the book on Amazon or any platform that you feel comfortable with. Like also in the book, you talked about, you know, three um, keys that we need to implement prosperity for prosperity, for example. I don't know if you want to share that with me or you want the, you want us to go and read it up in a book and just learn about it in a book. Yep, so there are three vices that will block anything and that's fear, doubt, and disbelief every single time. And what that does is those three energies that block, block down your energy field and keeps your energy field close and tight to you. So in the blocks, you can't create as much as you would in those vices. And then each of the different energy centers has a vice associated like ego or jealousy or um, greed, um, judgment, those types of things. And when those, when you're in those lower energies, everything stays really tight to the body. So what you have to do is use the three keys to unlock <laughs> those vices. And the three yeah. main keys are faith, trust, and belief. And that is what starts opening up the energy field to expand your energy field out. And then each of the different energy centers have a virtue, peace, balance, harmony, gratitude, beauty, trust, truth, all of those. And when you're in those energies, your energy field expands out. So what happens is, is when you're in a higher vibration and your energy field is expanding out and you hold a thought, your thought's going to go a lot farther to return to you the energy versus keeping it close, tight, and condensed. What happens is, is when the energy field stays too close to the energy body and stays condensed out of anger and depression and fear and all of those vices, is, is that over time it will start forming physical density in the body. And when it comes into physical density, what ha then happens is you've developed physical level dis-ease. So uh, any dis-ease has an emotional component to it. And when we find it and we shift it to the higher vibration, we unlock that center, it expands back out, you become lighter, uh, you feel better. The physical level dis-ease leaves the body because you don't vibrate with it on the same level. So you're vibrating here with the physical level dis-ease and you moved up here. Well, this has to leave it. It can't match anymore. So it leaves the body. So those three keys to opening up doors of prosperity that I talk about, not just financially, faith, trust, and belief. And yeah. how those three keys came to me was when I was going through all of the, with my health, my marriage ending, and then being unemployed for a couple of years <laughs> to be financially mm -hmm. devastated. I wrote yeah. my own mantra and it wrote out on a piece of paper and it said, trust and you will see, believe and you will know, have faith all is well. Follow your heart and spirit will lead you. And ever since then, that has been my message with the world for myself first. And now I just share it openly. Trace faith, trust, and belief. And then when you follow the heart, the heart centered, the love, that energy, spirit, energy will lead you. You will create the life that you love and love the life that you live. That's so beautiful. I, I love the three keys like FTB, fit, trust, and belief. Yes. yes. Wow, I love that. I'm taking that with me. I'm going to use it to open a lot of doors to prosperity and influencing <laughs> prosperity for myself. Yes. And also, you talk about, you know, um, this money mind and money mu muscles. Mm -hmm. can, can you explain this to me? How can we strengthen our money mind and also, you know, work out our money muscles? Mm -hmm. It's all about that emotional connection. And when you're mm. in those higher emotional frequencies, you, it's like in a, a muscle that you have to build. So just like when you get ready to start working out, you might do five reps and then the next day you yeah. could do 10 and then you do 15 and it just keeps going. Well, each day you have to exercise your mind muscles. So you would start off with those three keys. You might start off with happiness and you exercise that mind muscle. You might be able to do it for one minute one day of thinking happiness for a minute, just for a straight minute. 
And then the next day you might be able to do two minutes and then five minutes and then 10 minutes. But every time you do that, you're strengthening your mind muscle to stay in a higher vibrational field than the lower state. And it's just a transference of that energy. And it takes practice. I catch myself every so often slipping up of going into the stress and the worry and everything myself. And I have to stop myself and remind myself to do the same exercises and reset my mind. But each moment you create, the moment that you're in and how you feel creates the next moment and the next moment and the next moment, because the future is not really here. So if you're in doubt or fear, for example, you're going to create doubt and fear in your next moment, your next moment, your next moment, which produces stress and worry and pressure. But if we can stop that thought and enhance the happiness and the prosperity and the abundance and think that thought in the moment, that's your next thought for the moment, the next one, the next one, the next one. And then that's how your future creates. We don't get there all at once. You have to do it step by step. Just like how when you're a baby, you learn to sit up. And then you learn to crawl and then you learn to stand up and then you learn to walk. And the next thing you know, you're running down the street. Same thing. We're exercising those mind muscles to be in a higher vibrational field of love, happiness, and joy versus those lower ones. And it's a daily practice. Yes. So our everyday goal or every minute's goal should always be in that high level vibrational states. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're here on our earth planet is to master our emotions Mm. and to create from the happiness and joy and leave the others behind. Those things will create too, but I don't know many people who want to create anger and sadness. It's not usually what they ask, but if you're there, that's what you'll create in your life. But if you can master that and change it, then you can really start creating what you are meant to live. That's true. Yes, yes. But no, sometimes there's always like an endurance, you know, between where we are right now and where we want to get to. There are a lot of endurances actually. And but one very one very important or one major endurance is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, so I would love to know how can I you know let's go of all these, you know, self-sabotaging patterns or you know, you know, self-injuring patterns that could prevent me from achieving what I want to achieve, um, like financial fitness, for example, or having more joy and happiness in my life? How can I let go of that self-sabotaging behaviors or patterns? Mm -hmm. There's several different tips in the Financially Fit book for doing that. But what, and just like that breathing exercise, releasing the vice, the self-sabotaging pattern, and putting in the virtue, the feel-good energy. And throughout the Financially Fit book, um, there's written meditations in there that also do that. And I recorded them and put a little graphic with it with some music that aligned to the Fibonacci sequence, those Soflego frequencies, to open up the different energy centers to put you into that alignment. So all you have to do, um, if you went to my YouTube channel, is just listen to the different meditation, or you can just read it out loud in the book, and that will start doing that for you to release the self-sabotaging patterns and then put in the um, energies and the frequencies that are needed just by reading it or by listening to it. And in the Financially Fit program, part of it during that two-day program is because I'll do live examples, working with people at the end of each day, I'll do a custom meditation of what people release and the good energies, those new things that we put in so each person can have their copy of it of what they did. So you can just utilize that every day as part of your daily mind building muscle pattern to create the right energy and to release the stuff that we don't want anymore. Mm, yeah. Wow. So that means now I've, I've, I've overcome this endurance of myself, you know, sabotaging my, my destiny or my future or where I want to get to. But now I have, you know, I have huge dreams. Like I have a lot of things I would love to accomplish mm-hmm. But I don't know, how can I create that motivation or the momentum to propel myself towards accomplishing all these huge dreams I want to have or, you know, achieve in life? How can I do that? So what are you most passionate about? And when you think about your projects, what gets you excited to do them? 
And one of the things I talk about at the end of Financially Fit is creating your own a client, your own, I call a client affluent story, but your own affluent story. And there was a report that came out that had the top 50, top 100 entrepreneurs of what kept them going and motivated in business for being and creating the products that they did. And not one person said that it was money, but it was this internal drive and this internal passion of bringing their gift to the world. And they watched how it served other people. So with your project, how does it help others? Does it promote kindness and generosity? Does it bring you happiness? And if it's those things, and because you're starting to match that vibrationally, then you stay focused on moving and taking action steps to put into place. Because every time you do with your projects, you get that energy returned to you because it's bringing that to you. Wow, yes. So in that case, I should not focus on, you know, just wanting to make money, but, you know, focus on, you know, what propels me into doing that. And it's those, it's those virtues. It's those feel good things because what happens is chemically in the body creates a chain reaction. And because you may start feeling better, then you're going to get an increase in serotonin in your brain. You're going to get an increase of a dopamine. Your endorphins are going to start kicking in and you're going to feel good. And if you're feeling good, then you're going to start feeling great. And you're going to keep doing that. And it's when you're not feeling as good that we don't do those things. Just how food has that same effect on us with our chemical balance inside of our body. But if you're truly passionate and love the projects that you are doing, then it's having that piece come into an alignment and you feel good and then it just happens. It's cyclical and it creates it creates a new energy pattern. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for teaching me that. That's so wonderful. So can you, can you tell me more about your, your programs and services that you offer? So one of the things I do is a financially fit program. It's a two-day transformational course, and uh, there's dates coming up in October and December this year. Right now, they are virtual events online, and I teach live just like this. They are not recorded, but starting in 2022, um, I'm going to be looking at putting them into live events for two days. And if somebody signed up and did it virtually, just know that you'll be invited to a live event in the future as one of the bonus gift backs that I'll do. Um, the Financially Fit program is based from the Financially Fit book. We go through the different key elements, how to release blocked energy that may have been taught to you by your parents that you learned when you were little and other caretakers and start putting into the energy that you need to have to create. I teach you the pivot and shift strategy into a couple of different steps. You create your own client affluence story. We talk more and learn about those sabotaging beliefs. And, the, and then, of course, the keys that open up doors to prosperity. From the two-day program, if you wanted, there is a six-week course that comes out. It's called um, Abundant Money. And during the six-week course, we dive deeper into each of those different levels over the six weeks. You have a little bit of homework to do in between all of it. And then you get private session work with me, whether you want mentoring and coaching to understand the process, or if you just want me to work on you for you to overcome what that is, that's all part of the six-week program. So those are the two programs that go with the Financially Fit book. The other way I work with clients is through group packages, and they're more of a coaching mentoring type package, but I'm also the, doing the work with you as you. And then you just you know answer the different questions and I start changing your vibrational frequency to what you're asking me to do. So that's you know a couple of different ways that I work with clients. So should we be expecting the Financially Fitness Podcast very soon or something like that? <laughs> it's going to be coming soon. <laughs> I feel it. People keep asking. People keep asking. Yeah. Because right now, when you were speaking, I was saying it in my, in my head, like the Financially Fitness Podcast or Financially Fit Podcast or something. I was like, maybe it's, it's in the works already. I don't know. <laughs> it did just start a group on Facebook, um, the Financially Fit group. It's a private group, but if you just ask to join... Um, you can be a part of the group. And what I'm going to start doing in there is recording little financially fit tips from everything that we've talked about for people to comment. And then I'm going to have a couple of different guests on who, you know, read the book and do different things like that. And so when you say the financially fit podcast, yeah, it'll probably end up going there at some point where I can do a podcast every so often with different guests or different people in the group. 
But that would be awesome. I'll be looking forward to that. I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah. But I would love to know something. What, what do most of your clients want when they approach you to work with you? What's really interesting is most people will come to me because they know they need to be financially fit in their heart and their mind. And mm-hmm. when you start asking them why or what is needed for them when they come, like, I want more money or I need to be financially fit. When you find out their whys, their internal whys, it's not about the money. It's about a relationship that they have either with themselves, their family, or a lifestyle they want to create so they can do the passion projects that they have to give their message out to the world. So their why is never money. Although they might come to be financially fit or have that money um, viewpoint when you get to it, um, the heart of the issue is usually a relationship. And then at the end, they go, oh, is that why I had this issue with my thyroid? <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes it's reversed. They come to you financially, but then they tell you about a health issue they overcame. So you can use that as a doorway to the subconscious um, to help them create the lifestyle and make those changes. Because it doesn't matter a whole lot where you start because it's all, it's all things. It's a matter of as we change it. But when people, um, I was watching this one mastermind and they said, you know, what is one thing you want to create and what is one thing that is stopping you? And I listened to the first two people and I'm like, well, money is what's stopping me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> money is outside of you. What's stopping you inside, uh, inside of you. the money. Money will show yeah. up when you shift and change on the inside. So from that moment yeah. forward, what happened was um, nobody used money as an excuse to why they couldn't. Be passionate about what they were wanting to create. They're like, yeah. well, money, but really it's probably this inside of me. Mm. <laughs> sending your message out to the world. So, mm-hmm. so yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, this has been so awesome. Like for a listener out there who would like to connect with you, what, what's the best way of doing that? What's the best way of connecting and working with you? Um, one of the things that we can do um, on my website DonnaCampbell.com. There's a place in there you can schedule a complimentary connection call with me, which I am. I know you're in Germany. I'm in Montana. So the connection call would be through WhatsApp if you're overseas. Um, and the um, so that would be the easiest way to get in touch. If you're in the United States, you can text the word manifesting to 26786. Or if you want to get connected that way, you can WhatsApp me on the phone number, um, the word manifesting, and I'll get you connected. But that's probably the easiest and most simple way is through the website. Um, you yeah. can type my name into Google. You'll find my all my social media platforms. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of those. LinkedIn, they're all there. Yeah. And to make it easier, you could just click on the link or the links in the show notes of this episode. And- <laughs> You'll get connected. <laughs> Yes. Thank you so much, um, Dawna, for everything I've been able to learn from you today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you teaching me about, you know, more about alignment to the, with the arts. And it's just so awesome. Like, it's not so, just about getting the money or getting this um, financial abundance, but also working on the inside to manifest the great and wonderful life that we want for ourselves. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Wow. wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.